My brothers, my sisters, the Lord be with you. This is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked, where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he said this, he breathed on them. And he said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of his nails in his hands, and put his, my finger in his nail marks, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, and although the doors were locked and stood in their midst, he said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, and see my hands, and bring your hand, and put it in my side, and do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. But these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Okay, so welcome again to Easter. Alleluia, 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 right? Three times. I, I, I was over at Resurrection at the 9.30, and I said to uh, one of the families as I was walking out, I said, Happy Easter, and the kids said, Easter's over. So, of course, I had to say that Easter is not over. It's a season, not just a day. So, alleluia, alleluia, he is truly risen. Story from Sister Bridget House. She's an Ursuline nun who works at the Boston Home in Dorchester. And she's an author of a couple of spiritual books. Um, Doors of the Sacred is where this story comes from. So she, she talks about um, just getting on a flight. She had to go to a conference in, on the West Coast. So she was coming from Boston to the West Coast. And she was looking at her watch. She did not want to take this flight. Four hours. And she had more in, on her mind because the anticipation of turbulence, she had a real fear of flying. She did not want to get on that flight. You know, some people have drinks and stuff just to get through to get onto a flight or take uh, some kind of medicine to kind of get her through. She was just not looking forward to this. But she put herself in God's hands and she got on the flight. God does unusual things. She, he put a rural minister from Kentucky 
in the seat next to her. He was a nice southern gentleman, and he, he was on the way to a conference out on the West Coast. And they quickly discovered that they had a bond. They, they, they could talk about for four hours God and how the ministry and how it was hard doing the work of God. Um, although they came from different faith traditions and different affiliations, they talked about their need for a relationship, a deeper relationship with Jesus. And they opened up their hearts on that, those four hours. But sister kept, of all the talk for the four hours, kept one thing from him. She had a big fear of flying. Didn't want to tell. So she looks at her watch and says, oh, we're, 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 we got less than 30 minutes. We're, I've got through this. Thank you, God. And then a voice came over. And... They asked for the pilot in a very somber voice, said for all the flight attendants to take their seats, that the passengers would need to fasten their seat belts and there was going to be turbulence before they landed. The minister, when he heard the announcement, he looked out at the window peacefully and, he, and as the roller coaster ride started, and after about 10 minutes of choppiness sitting next to Sister, he leaned over to his sister and he and, he, and he, he said, he said, well, I see the water and I wonder if we're going to be landing a bit close to it. I can see the fishes jumping and splashing. That's all she needed to hear. She started looking for the life vest and humbly asked the reverend if she might reach out to him and hold his hand. She needed his hand for security and trust and to get through it for a safe landing. And with a gentle smile, and the way she describes this in the book, he, he, she says, he had an elegant courtesy that he extended his hand and he grabbed it. But then he asked her a question, and a question that she would never forget. He said to her sister, you seem to be living with such unfaltering faith on the ground. Why do you lose it when you get up in the air? She sat there in silence, and she had nothing to say. She didn't have an answer. Our lives are full of uncertainty and turbulence. And in those times, we often have doubts. We lose our faith. And we do lose our trust. Every Sunday, following Easter, we hear about Thomas, the disciple who doubted, who needed the evidence, who needed the proof. If he was to believe, he needed to touch and see the wounds. Poor Thomas, over the centuries, we've always looked at him as a non-believer and as the doubter. But here it is. We're all doubters. And the truth is, is that we need doubt. We need doubt to believe and strengthen our faith. In the St. Francis Prayer of Peace, we ask the Lord to guide us, and we ask him where there is doubt, faith. Where there is doubt, faith. A strong faith begins with strong doubt. The icon of Divine Mercy Sunday. We say to Jesus, I trust you. 
And sometimes it's hard to trust, isn't it? We know that our faith is strengthened by trust and by the mercy of God. A book that I was reading called When Faith is Fragile. It comes and tells the story of a college kid. And you might have one of these at home. Or maybe one at college that they come home after their first semester at school. And she was distressed. And she went to the parish priest and she said, Father, I've lost my faith. And without missing a beat, the priest said to her, Good, now you can replace it with something better. She didn't expect that response from a priest. She expected him to be disappointed in her, to be worried for her. And she was shocked because he was so affirmative. But what the priest told her is that you needed to lose her faith, probably the faith and the doubts of her childhood's faith. And she needed to bring her faith into an adult's faith. I think as adults, as we struggle, as we doubt, we question all of our reasons for suffering and tragedy and pain. And we ask, where is God? I helped a friend bury his 43-year-old wife this week. Died of terminal um, illness. He's angry. He's doubting. And it's going to take a little while for him to under to go through and trust again. And we go through those types of things in our life every day. We have them in our families. We have them in our lives. And we ask that question, why does God allow to good people things to happen? And those questions we don't have easy answers for now. And Thomas is just like us. He needed proof. But the disciples, they struggled. And they didn't walk away. They didn't desert Jesus. They still trusted him. Despite their doubts. Despite their questions. And they still followed him. The more we question, the more we reflect on our fears and on our doubts. It actually brings us to a stronger faith. A firmer, trusting relationship with Jesus. Because Jesus is with us always with us. He never, ever abandons us, ever. We abandon him sometimes, though, don't we? The real lesson of the passion, crucifixion, and resurrection of Jesus is this, is at the same time Jesus teaches us how to suffer and how to die, he also teaches us how to rise. The Easter season reminds us that Jesus' promises us to rise up again. We'll rise up in this life and in the next. And all of those questions of life and doubts will be answered in our promise from him of eternal life with him forever. But until then, hallelujah, let us rise. Let us restore our faith and our trust in our faith, no matter how difficult it is. Because the resurrection gives us hope to get up every day and rise. Our daily risings, our own daily hopes, no matter how difficult it is, is where we rise, we find God. And we feel his presence. 
and we feel his grace and it never, ever leaves us. When we see hatred, when we see people marginalized, we can rise to love. When we see hurt, when we see people abandon us and others, we can rise and forgive. And when our daily sufferings and despairs and our doubts and when we fall, and sometimes we fall a lot, we can rise to hope. Because we find Jesus usually looking like someone else, someone else among us. We get lifted and together we rise.